Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Everyone, welcome to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse, along with you from Target Field in Minneapolis this weekend, where the Guardians are taking on the Minnesota Twins in a four-game series. Coming up a little bit later on in our show, we will hear from outfield and base running coach J.T. McGuire, also pitcher Logan Allen and catcher Cam Gallagher, and one of the great storytellers in the game, Guardians pitching coach Carl Willis. We'll also hear from him later on in our show but let's get uh, let's get right to it our week in review and we begin with a, a really good series in baltimore for the guardians to start this road trip on memorial day monday they took on the orioles on a monday afternoon and they came away with a five nothing win good pitchers duel early with tyler wells going for the orioles and for the guardians the rookie logan allen had it all working allen with the one two swing and a miss strike three allen Strikes out his seventh, and it came at a great time. So the threat goes by the boards. We head to the fifth. Still no score in Baltimore. Cleveland got the scoring started in the fifth inning on a sack fly by catcher Cam Gallagher, and then two innings later, Gallagher knocked in another run. Gallagher, ground ball base hit through the hole into right field. Hitting third is strong coming home. Here's McKenna's throw to the plate. Head first slide, safe at the plate. And the Guardians take a 2-0 lead. Back-to-back-to-back base hits. And Gallagher has both RBIs with that RBI single to right. Straw scoring from second. Brennan stops at second. And Cleveland now with a 2-0 lead. Next up in the seventh was Stephen Kwan. Now the 0-1 swung on a chopper up the middle. Into center field, a base hit. That'll score Brennan from second. On his way to third, Gallagher into second with a hustle. Double is Quan. Mullins, the center fielder on that chopper back up the middle into center. Slipped and fell as he was getting to that ball, and Quan turned that into a hustle RBI double. 3-0 Cleveland. They do it on four straight hits. And then Ahmed Rosario kept the inning rolling. The pitch. Swung on, grounded to second. Backhanded by Frazier. Comes home with the throw, and it gets away from McCann. In to score is Gallagher. Here comes Quan. He'll score before McCann goes back to get the ball. That squirted behind him. And in to second is Rosario. And the Guardians are making everything count. It's a four-run inning and a 5 nothing lead. And Logan Allen continued to roll in the bottom half of the seventh. Now the lefties, one, two. Swing and a miss. Got him with a fastball. Ten strikeouts for Logan Allen. And that'll wrap up his day, his best in the bigs. Seven shutout innings of three-hit baseball 
and 10 strikeouts. Guardians 5, Orioles nothing. And with the big lead, Trevor Steffen was on to finish things up in the ninth. Birds down to their last strike, down 5 in the ninth. The 0-2 delivery. Swung on, grounded to first, handled by Naylor. He'll go to the bag himself. Ball game. And the Guardians get another shutout. And blank the Orioles 5 to nothing here on Memorial Day as Cleveland pitches its fifth shutout of the year. Tuesday, the Orioles came up winners 8-5, to five, and that set the stage for the rubber match in the series Wednesday afternoon. And it was the wildest game of the season in terms of runs scored for both the Guardians and the opposition. The Guardians got things started early. Stephen Kwan led off the game with a bunt base hit. And then two batters later, Jose Ramirez stepped in. The pitch. Swung and drilled to left. Down the line it goes. This ball is off the base of the wall near the left field corner. Quan around third is coming home. Ramirez to second. Throw to the plate. Quan in sliding. Ball gets away from the catcher. Goes to the backstop. And Ramirez advances to third. So an RBI double for Jose Ramirez off the base of the wall in left. And Stephen Kwan able to score all the way from first. In the second, after Shane Bieber got two quick outs, the Orioles exploded for four runs on two walks and four straight hits. That produced a 4-1 to lead. Then in the third, the Guardians answered with a big two-out hit from Andres Jimenez. The pitch... And he sends a looper to left. That'll get down. That'll be a base hit. Ramirez will score. Naylor's trying to score. McKenna airmails the throw to home. In to score is not only Naylor, but everybody else moves up. Bell to third and Jimenez to second. And the Guardians are now trailing four to three. So a big two-out, two-run single the other way by Andres Jimenez. And that gives him back-to-back two-hit games in this series. Baltimore got one back in the third to make it 5-3, and then in the fourth, Stephen Kwan was on base again as Josh Naylor's big day started. Here's the pitch to Naylor. He swings and drives it right center field. This one's deep, way back there, and that ball is a home run, Josh Naylor. He just cleared the fence, and for the first time in more than a week, A Guardians hitter has gone deep, and that two-run shot off the bat of Naylor has tied the game. Josh Naylor with home run number eight on the season has tied this game at five. The next batter was Josh Bell. Here's the pitch from Perez, and that swung on and lifted high in the air to deep left. Does this have enough? Way back, home run, Josh Bell to the deep part of the ballpark, but it didn't matter. Bell homers to left, and the Guardians have taken the lead. Number four on the season for Bell. He's gone more than a month between home runs, but that huge blast to left has put Cleveland in front 6-5. to five. But the back and forth continued in the bottom of the fourth inning as, again, Bieber got two quick outs, but a single and a two-run home run by Anthony Santander. Baltimore moved back in front, 7-6. to six. On to the fifth. The Guardians responded with two hits and a walk to load the bases for Josh Naylor.
Here's the pitch to Naylor. He swings and drives it high in the air, right center field. That ball bangs off the wall. Extra bases for Naylor. One run is in. That's Gallagher. Right behind him is Quan. Right behind him is Rosario. All three score on the double off the bat of Josh Naylor, who has a big day going. And the Guardians are back in front. 9-7 Cleveland. And he did not miss a home run by much. Naylor now with two doubles, a home run, and five runs driven in. And two batters later, Gabriel Arias put an exclamation point on the fifth inning. Here's the pitch from Bauman. Swung on, and there's a high fly ball. Deep left center field. Way back there. Home run, Arias. Beyond the Orioles' pen and into the Guardians' bullpen. A mammoth shot off the bat of Arias. And the Guardians now lead it 11-7. The two-run shot off the bat of Arias. And it's a four-run Cleveland advantage. The Orioles scored a run in the bottom half of the fifth to make it 11-8. And then in the seventh, Jose Ramirez doubled. And Josh Naylor put the finishing touches on a huge afternoon. Now the set and line drive swung on and hit into left by Naylor. Ramirez around third will score. And Josh Naylor has Cleveland's first six RBI game of the season. So Naylor goes Apple with a line drive single to left. And Cleveland now has the lead at 12 to 8. In the ninth, it wasn't a safe situation for Cleveland. They were up by four runs, but manager Terry Francona wasn't taking any chances as he turned to Emmanuel Classe to close things out. A swing and a weak ground ball to second. Jimenez gloves, throws, ball game. And the Guardians take a series from the Orioles. As today they come from behind and outslug Baltimore 12 to 8. So the Guardians took two out of three in Baltimore, and that made for back to back series wins for the Guardians for the first time since the first road trip of the season that took them to Seattle and Oakland, as they have really had a hard time winning consistently since that time until this week when they took a series from St. Louis back home and then the series in Baltimore. On to Minnesota. The road trip continued Thursday night. Tough one for the Guardians as they saw a late lead slip away, and the Twins walked it off with a 7-6 victory. And then on Friday night, shutout baseball for Minnesota in a 1-0 win. Stay with us when we come back. We'll hear from outfield and base running coach J.T. McGuire. That's next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Baseball, basketball, pickleball. Those are sports, and people love sports. If you love sports, you should know this. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. Does saving have anything to do with sports? No, but people love sports, so I'm yelling sports out. Hockey, swimming, golf. Not all sports have the word ball in there, so save big when you switch to Progressive. Go sports teams. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Target Field in Minneapolis where the Guardians are taking on the Twins in a four-game series this weekend. It continues on Saturday night with a 7-15 first pitch and concludes on Sunday afternoon 
210 the start time on Sunday. Well, it's an experienced and veteran coaching staff under Terry Francona for the Guardians, and there's been very little turnover in recent seasons. But this year, one of the newest coaches in his rookie major league campaign as a coach is J.T. McGuire. He handles the outfield play and also base running, helping out Sandy Alomar. He's been in the organization for five seasons at the player development level, and he talked about the transition to the major league staff and what it's been like making that jump to the big leagues. Oh, it's been surreal. Um, you know, at first you're, at first you're kind of like, okay, uh, I'm I'm in the big leagues. Like this is a lot, but once you st- sort of settle in um, and get a good routine going, um, you know, the the coaching staff has been extremely helpful and beneficial to my development and being able to work with the players that most of the players that I've worked with, you know, for five years, um, you know, having those relationships with those guys makes it a little, little easier, um, than I guess like your, your normal big league team would be. It's, 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 I think it's, it's more of a unique situation. And starting at the top with Terry Francona, it's such an experienced coaching staff. How beneficial has that part been? Oh, it's, it's been incredible. I think, you know, at first you, you're a little intimidated because he's got all the accolades and, um, you know, he's a Hall of Fame manager. But when it comes down to it, um, you know, he's just a great guy, um, super supportive. Um, you know, if, if you ever need anything, if you ever have any issues, he's there. Um, so, yeah, like it, it, he's been he's been incredible um, and has helped me, like, develop into a major league coach jt mcguire joining us outfield and, and also base running coach for the ball club and uh, jt you come here to baltimore and there's a lot going on in the outfield <laughs> so uh and you're mentioning earlier even though there's been the adjustments in left right field can be more challenging here uh, in the case today for gabriel arias yeah so i mean I'm, I'm from this area so i came to a lot of games um obviously left field shoots out pretty far now but there's not really many nooks and crannies to it i mean when you're looking out there it looks like kwan's out on an island um because it's so deep and then it kind of jets back in but yeah right field um you know you have the scoreboard with the padded wall you got a a concrete part of the wall and then you have some fencing um and then the you know the foul line kind of jets out and gets tucked behind there as well so um, there's a lot of unique spots to it. Um, you know, we've taken our outfielders out there to, to try and hit all those all those spots, but sometimes in a game it just, you know, it, it may hit a spot where you never really worked on. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a little difficult at times, but I think our guys have been able to handle it pretty well. And Gabriel Arias will be out there today. Uh, new to the position, but it sounds like his work ethic is off the charts to try and learn a new position and really get good at it. Yeah, Gabby's really embraced the, uh, I, I don't want to say a position change, but position uh, adjustment, I guess you can say. Um, it just adds versatility to his game. Um, you know, if you ever come out for batting practices before he even made the position switch, um, you know, he'd be out in center field and rob home runs. So he has the athletic ability to do those types of things. Um, and like I said, like he, he's embraced the role. And he genuinely, I think he he loves to play the outfield. Um, but his work ethic has been great. He's trying to develop into an outfielder 
and again just add versatility to his game and as someone who appreciates the position you have two gold glovers out there in miles straw and steven kwan what makes them gold glovers from what you've seen i think the biggest thing is their ability to just see the game differently um you know when i'm when i'm positioning those guys a lot of times straw's already a step ahead of me as far as where he thinks that um he needs to be positioned so there's most times I, I don't even really have to position him because he's normally in the right spot. Um, and Quan just has an innate ability to um, read swings, um, put himself in the counts um, to position himself into you know a spot where, where he may think the ball might be batted. So I think it's just more a mental thing than anything. You mentioned earlier uh, you're familiar with this ballpark. What's it like coming back here as part of a major league coaching staff? How, how much friends and family have been down here this series? Yeah, it's surreal. Um, you know, I've always liked this backdrop of the warehouse, and um, I, I can remember coming to this stadium when it first opened in '92. Um, so, yeah, I've spent a lot of time in this in this ballpark as a fan. Um, I'm 30 minutes north of Baltimore from there, and uh, yeah, last night my my parents had a, a put a bus trip together they had about 75 people um tonight or today they have a uh a box that they that they got so there's going to be about 30 people um but you know just throughout the the week um friends and family that have you know that aren't on that trip or aren't in that those boxes um you know they've texted me and came down to the dugout to say hello um just a lot of of people that have um help me along the way. JT, thanks a lot for coming by. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, Rosie. That is outfield and base running coach JT McGuire in his first season on the Major League Coaching staff. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll hear from pitcher Logan Allen and catcher Cam Gallagher as we continue on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians radio network. Hang on, folks. This baby isn't over yet. does such a great job is moving the ball in and out up and down and he only throws 92 miles an hour but the hitter never knows where he is throwing it that pitch strike three called he had just worked the last pitch in this pitch was middle away McCann's out looking that's a new career high nine strikeouts for Logan Allen and this incredible development team that Cleveland has in regards to developing major league pitching has got to feel awfully good again. Now the lefties, one, two. Swing and a miss. Got him with a fastball. Ten strikeouts for Logan Allen. And that'll wrap up his day, his best in the bigs. Seven shutout innings of three-hit baseball and ten strikeouts. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Target Field in Minneapolis where the Guardians are trying to square things up as a series that has gotten off to a difficult start continues on Saturday night. The Guardians 
have dropped the first two games of the series with two to go Saturday night and Sunday afternoon. Logan Allen, well, he's been tremendous in his rookie major league season. Picked up another win on Monday afternoon with seven shutout innings against the Orioles and a career best of ten strikeouts. He continues to make progress with each outing. And when we talk to him about some of the keys to his success, he says attention to detail is a big key at the major league level. I think such a big part of it is just leaning on all the support staff that we have, you know, the catchers who know these hitters so very well. Uh, Obviously, Carl knows these guys very well as well. So just trusting the game plans that we have going into every game and, you know, trying to keep it simple, just focus on hitting the glove. And, you know, they kind of take the thinking out of it for me a little bit, which is very nice. Is there a balance between what you do well and then pitching to a scouting report? Yeah, I think uh, I think it's just the scouting report can kind of tell you where you can finish in that bat, like certain holes where you know you can get a swing and miss. So, kind of just knowing that you can use that at the end of the at bat, and then you're still going to pitch the same way, still going to throw fastballs, just to, you know, to to get ahead, all that kind of stuff. But I think more so, it just kind of tells you where you can get some outs at. When you look at at some of the places you've had an opportunity to pitch here early in your career. Fenway Park, uh, this place, uh, Baltimore's Oriole Park at Camden Yards, a beauty. Uh, do you notice that, and, and is that something that impacts you as you go out there? Yeah, no doubt. I would say uh, before all of my starts, especially on the away games, I try to come out here and just get a get a feel for these stadiums, especially one that I haven't been to before. Um, you know, I texted one of my buddies that is in the uh, AAA with the Orioles and was telling him how they got a great fan base. Like, it was so loud here yesterday. Um, that was really cool. But, yeah, just playing at some of these historical parks, like going to Fenway and pitching there was awesome. And I'm just excited to keep keep on making this tour. <laughs> Logan, you look at, at strikeouts, and I think for you it, it seems like the way you set up hitters is, is the biggest key. And um, when you're on a good strikeout roll like you were on Monday, what's coming together for you that allows for that? I think it's just being able to land all the off-speed, um, execute fastballs to all four, you know, up, down, in, and out. But I think being able to land the off-speed, getting ahead, getting to 0-1, uh, not having to throw the fastball and kind of keeping that in the back pocket that you can use maybe later in the at-bats. But I'd say definitely landing those and just getting ahead of hitters. Anytime you can get to 0-1, that's, that's the key. And pace of game, uh, you work as quickly as anybody. Uh, when did that become a, a part of, of what you do? Uh, man, for a long time, uh, it's something that I've always heard, you know, from guys playing behind me or guys that I've played with talking about how the pace just keeps everybody in the game and keeps everybody engaged. And I think that that's such a big part of, of the game is, um, you know, keeping guys ready for when the plays do come to them. So um, it keeps me on a roll as well when I'm throwing good. It, it seems to make the hitters a little bit uncomfortable. So, you know, it seems like it's working out. Is it something that, that you had to teach yourself to do or did it just come naturally? No, I've, I've kind of always been that way where, you know, I finish a pitch and it's right back to the rubber. You know, it's... I, I guess I've always kind of been that way. So I would imagine your catcher has to be on that same page, too. And, and I know uh, Cam Gallagher on Monday seemed to have a, a real good working relationship with you. How much of an impact do they have on keeping you at that pace? Oh, man, he they're awesome. He, he's really good about getting the ball right back to me, calling a sign, getting ready. Um, I, I really can't give enough credit to him for the way that he called the game. Uh, throwing out Mullins there in the first inning was huge. But you know, he's put, put good at-bats together for, for us yesterday. And... And he's a heck of a player. We got two really good catchers, and you know they, like I said, especially for a young staff, they take it, they take a lot of the pressure off us. So we're really appreciative. And circling back to something you said at the beginning about the amount of people here who help you, uh, it's a varied pitching staff. Uh, how important is it to to have some veterans around, like a Shane Bieber, like a Cal Quantrill, and and how in any way can they help you? Well, I think uh, you know, obviously talking to them, getting to pick their brain, seeing the way that they look at games and how they how they like to attack lineups is definitely big. But 
just being able to watch them, you know, firsthand sitting right here in the dugout, seeing the way that they, you know, formulate a plan and how they're talking in between the innings, all that kind of stuff. It's it's the reason why, you know, Shane's won a Cy Young and, and Cal's going to be pitching for as long as he will. But, you know, it's just it's nice having those veteran guys, especially, like I said, we're having three, you know, rookie guys in the rotation right now. I think we look to them for a lot of our, you know, advice and all that kind of stuff. And I think they've been huge for us of just, you know, giving us peace of mind whenever we're looking for it. And, and that flip side to it, and he may have alluded to it, but uh, at times three rookies in the rotation. Tanner Bobby's been here just about the same amount of time as you have been. Has that been helpful that someone who's going through some of the same things that you are? Yeah, I think so. I think he and I are, uh, like you said, we're, we're just going through it together. We're, uh, we're definitely enjoying it all, but we're just taking it all in stride, trying to learn on the job as quickly as possible. And uh, I like to think we're doing a pretty good job, but, you know, like I said, a lot of credit has to go to everybody who's who's been making this job a lot easier for us. So. Got a good staff here for sure. Logan, thanks a lot for the visit. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. That's rookie left-hander Logan Allen. And catching him the last time around was Cam Gallagher. And for Gallagher, it was a chance to play at Baltimore's Camden Yards, a spot that he had gone to as a fan growing up not too far away from there. And when we caught up with Cam earlier this week after catching Logan Allen on Monday night, He said it was nice to play in front of family and friends at Camden Yards for the first time in his major league career. Yeah, it was it was awesome. You know, I uh, when I was with Kansas City, you know, I was actually unfortunate enough. I was three years that I was the Royals were playing here. I was injured, so I didn't get a chance to actually play here. And you know, my dad grew up a a Orioles fan. I remember coming to these games as a kid, and then being able to play here and in front of them, it was something special. And we we really enjoyed last night, and it was it was a lot of fun. I'm sure youth league games are. Your folks are probably there all the time, but what is it like? Is it much different at a major league game at the top of the profession when they're here? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my, my support group that I have, my family, friends, you know, it's, you know, I, I wouldn't be here without them. You know, it's, you know, the good days, the bad days, they're always there. You know, sometimes when you're, you're playing and you're, you're not doing so good, you kind of take on a lot of the heat by yourself. But, you know, your family, you know, we have lives off the field too, and being able to share that with them yesterday and having some success and a win, it was, it was awesome. Cam, right out of the shoot yesterday, you throw out a runner trying to steal in the very first inning. Uh, obviously a good throw and, and everything worked well. How challenging has it been this year? Because none of these rule changes seem to favor catchers at all. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's it's tough. You know, I know some pitchers, um, you know, Logan yesterday was quick to the plate. And, you know, it was, it was huge. He gave, he was probably one, two, one, three to the plate, being able to give me time to throw out the runners. But, um, you know, it's something that guys sometimes struggle with is, uh, they don't want to be too quick to the play because they think they're going to lose some velo or a little bit of their command. Um, but, yeah, when, when pitchers give me and Z and Fry a, a good time to, to, to throw guys out, it's, it should be on us to, to be able to throw them out. But, you know, like I said yesterday, Logan did a heck of a job giving me a chance, and, you know, a lot of credit goes to him. And, and for the pitchers, how much of a, a challenge is it knowing that they have limited throws to first base? Yeah, it is. It's something we're all trying to kind of figure out. I know the, the stolen base numbers have gone up tremendously, and, um, you know, I think they're trying to obviously bring that part of the game back. But, you know, it's something that we're, we're all going to be working on, whether it's the pitching staff or, or the catching core that we have here. But, um, you know, I think it's been a lot better as of late than it was to start the season. So hopefully we're on a, a right track and we'll keep working on it. So that was early in the game. You get a couple of base hits that are, are key to rallies for the Guardians. And when you looked at, at how the runs were scoring yesterday, the good stuff going on, base running and all that, uh, I'm sure you've heard about last year a lot. But did you kind of have that feeling that this is what it's about sometimes for this team? Absolutely. Yeah, I know playing against these guys a lot in the past, you know, that's, I mean, we know this is how 
we do our we win our games and stuff like that. But you know we don't rely too much on the on the home run ball, which you know it's it's tough too when you rely, try to rely on the home run and like you get a lot of strikeouts or whatnot. But you know that's our kind of game is getting guys on base, getting them over, guys on third base with less than two, getting them in any way any way possible. But just putting the pressure on and playing good defense and, and good pitching, and you know ultimately that's that's the main reason why we won yesterday. And I saw after the game, Will Brennan commented about you barreling down the third baseline. That got him fired up. Is that fair for him to be saying stuff like that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm not a burner by any means. I know when I was on third, Sarby was was telling me that it's a uh, you're going on contact, and you know if you get halfway, make sure you get in a rundown. But I was I was joking with Sarby. I said once I got halfway, there was no stopping. So I was just trying to go as fast as I could, and you know we we're fortunate enough to get in, and you know uh, Quan was able to come in right after me. And the kid pitching, uh, Logan Allen was just terrific. Um, when you're back there, how easy to catch because of, of how he works? Yeah, you know, he's, he's, he's got good rhythm, good pace. You know, I love catching pitchers that, you know, they get on the mound, they throw their pitch, they, I throw it back to them, and they're, they're just the, the rhythm of the game is going quick, and, you know, it keeps the hitters off balance. They don't let the hitters get too comfortable, and, um, you know, I think that's, you know, part of Logan's game and did a heck of a job yesterday. A lot has happened in the first two months of the season that's been challenging, but the team's won three out of four against good ball clubs, um, giving you a kind of a, a preview of what could be for this team. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, a lot of people have been asking kind of what's been our recent struggle, but I think we just haven't really played a total game where our offense and defense and, and everything is kind of meshing together. But over the past couple of days, you know, our offense has been good, defense and pitching has been outstanding, and. You know, I think we're starting to hit their stride a little bit and hopefully keep carrying this over. Everyone's still here tonight, or did they go home? Uh, some of them commute. They went back a little bit today. I think they're going to be back tomorrow for, for the day game. But, uh, yeah, there, there's, there's going to be a few guys in the stands today, but probably not as much as yesterday. Good stuff, Cam. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. That's Guardians catcher Cam Gallagher. Always some good perspective from him on a lot of different subjects, and we appreciate him stopping by to join us here on Guardians Weekly. Stay tuned. When we come back, we'll hear from pitching coach Carl Willis. That's after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Gallagher, ground ball base hit through the hole into right field. Hitting third is strong coming home. Here's McKenna's throw to the plate. Head first slide, safe at the plate. And the Guardians take a 2-0 lead. And Gallagher has both RBIs. Mullins aboard. Here's Austin Hayes. Runner goes. Pitch taken. Throw to second. Got him! Tag made by Jimenez. Great throw by Cam Gallagher. 2-4 on the caught stealing. And Gallagher throwing out 16% of the runners. Made an absolutely perfect throw to Jimenez. And the head first sliding Mullins was tagged out. Score. Pass. Out of bounds. Those are sports words. Some people hear any sports word and they can't help but listen. Like drive. Drive is another sports word. And drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. You might say those savings are on par with the best in the league. (laughs) You see, par is also a sports word, so I know you're still listening. And that's called covering our bases. Okay, I'm done now. But I'm serious about drivers saving big with Progressive. Now I'm really done. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. Guardians Weekly continues. We're at Target Field in Minneapolis. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend as the Guardians continue their series with the Twins. Carl Willis 
their pitching coach, he's been in the organization for a long, long time. But as a player, the highlight of his career was his time here in Minnesota as a part of the 1991 World Series champions. Carl Willis, one of the great storytellers in the game. And we caught up with him earlier this weekend to talk about how special that time was for him more than 30 years later. Still some great memories for Carl. Well, yeah, obviously the highlight of my my playing career and, you know, any opportunity. I mean, not everyone can say that, you know, they reach the World Series and and then to win it and, and be a part of it. Uh, pitched them four games during that seven-game series. Um, yeah, it was really, really special and um, memories that you'll never forget and friendships that are everlasting. It's remarkable, and maybe it shouldn't be, but, um, I mean, it's more than 30 years ago now. And, and still, though, when we've been in town, and I know other events that you've had, they really hold that team in a, in a great spot in the heart of sports fans here, and, and that shouldn't be a surprise, should it? No, it shouldn't. I mean, you know, um, it's the last uh, world championship team in Minneapolis-St. Paul. Um, you know, the, the Stars and now the Wild have obviously had some good teams. Minnesota Twins have had some good teams, haven't yet reached the World Series again, nor have the Vikings. So, um, in the in the Super Bowl. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's hard to believe it's been 32 years now, but uh, really neat to come back and, and have people remember you. Um, you know, it's really special. Could you feel that as it was taking place and, and getting deeper and deeper into the series? Well, you know, I mean, it was it was kind of hard to um, let your mind go to, you know, exactly how it was unfolding. I, I think we had. You know, four one-run games. We had two, maybe three. I can't remember now. Extra inning games. Um, the home team won every game, um, but I, I think um, you know it, it's it's truthfully, you know, staying mine in the moment and and today's game and seeing it through and getting to tomorrow. I think no one really realized, um, you know, how it played out. Certainly for the fans, uh, none of us realized that until it was over. Obviously, this is a beautiful ballpark target field, but those games were played at the old Metrodome. As loud a building as you've ever been in for those World Series games at home? Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget our bullpen coach, Rick Stelmasic. Um, you know, we had the bullpen phone, um, and it was like a, a, you know, wired but portable phone that he had to put on the on the ground and keep his foot on the phone because he couldn't hear it ring, so he had to, he had to feel for the vibration you know, when they would call is in the days we didn't have a light going off or a horn blowing. It was just a phone ring and, and he had his foot so he could hear it because the, the noise was deafening. And when you look back at spring training that year, no one would have predicted a Twins Braves World Series uh, for, I don't know, the matchup or either side. But uh, how did it develop? How did, when did you guys start to think, hey, this is a really good ball club here? Well, I think, um, you know, the club started out two and nine. So. Uh, coming off a, a season that um, that finished in last place um, in 1990, um, I remember Tom Kelly having a meeting in Anaheim about you know 162 games. We've only played 11. Small number, big number, making some you know slight adjustments. And I think we got you know into May, um, and it was late May going into June. Uh, we had started to play better. The record was, you know, starting to even out, and, and we won 16 in a row, 15 or 16. I can't remember. I know um, the last of those victories actually came in Cleveland at, at the old stadium there, and we went to Baltimore, and Randy Milligan 
actually walked us off in the bottom of the ninth in Baltimore the next night. And then we came back, I think, and won another eight or nine in a row. And at that point, we created some separation and, um, you know, had gained a lot of confidence in one another. And I think that's when the club really took off, obviously. And you had some of the biggest stars in the game, Kirby Puckett, Ken Herbeck, and Jack Morris. Um, So there was some star power here, wasn't there? Oh, there definitely was. You know, Puck, uh, Hall of Famer. um, You know, as you mentioned, Ken Herbeck, you know, grew up right here. In, in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area, hometown hero. Um, Rick Aguilera was one of the best closers in baseball at the time. Chuck Knobloch was the rookie of the year in the American League that year. So it was a formidable club. It really was. And I know you don't see him every time in, but when you see Dan Gladden, is that something that you guys go right back to is, is those good times that you had? Every now and again we'll bring up, you know, some type of a memory about 91. But I think just, just living that together, like I said, it just – it, it causes us to develop friendships that, um, you know, uh, will last a lifetime. And, um, you know, I, I feel honored to, to just be a part of that group. Carl, thanks a lot for reliving some of those memories. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. That's Guardians pitching coach Carl Willis joining us here to wrap up Guardians Weekly. This edition in the books will join you next week from back home in downtown Cleveland. Good homestand coming up for the Guardians with the Red Sox coming to town for three starting Tuesday night. Then the Astros in town next weekend. Until then, for Brian Matze, who always does great work putting together our show each week, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance.